in the old days, and many financial planners still operate this way in financial planning, goals were just a formula of time times money times rate of return and then outspits a dollar figure, and that's our goal. Let's save enough money to hit that dollar figure, and then that would support some desired income that we might have for retirement in number of years away. And goals that have a certain dollar amount in particular accounts are okay as measurements, but these kind of goals don't really provide significant and material utility. Welcome to the M-Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton a certified financial planner professional. The M-Advisor podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a broker-dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton. The M-Advisor podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. Today, we're talking about financial goals. Financial goals are a great measurement when creating a financial plan, and it really creates a good sense of direction in your financial plan. A financial goal is essentially a desire to achieve a designated outcome, normally by a specific date or a specific age. So if we examine our current mood, our current desires, our current happiness, or even our satisfaction, what is something we want to achieve in our lifetimes that we feel will positively impact our happiness or even will positively impact our legacy. This achievement, whatever that may be, certainly could be a goal. A financial goal doesn't necessarily need to focus on money or an account size. It could be as simple as raising a family to be able to talk openly about their lives together. While it isn't a financial goal per se, it's a life goal or an ideal goal in which money is really associated. Openly talking about our lives includes openly talking about money, and money for so many people can be a difficult topic for discussion. When setting a financial goal, dollar amounts don't always apply, although they certainly can and do often. A financial goal isn't usually just created in 
a day. For so many clients, we are working together for months or even years before some of the goals are formulated. So deciding what you want out of your life, it, it isn't a topic that is easy or one necessarily to take lightly. And it's not usually a task that's done on your own. There's a certain level of communication that usually takes place long before a desired outcome is recognized and then that goal would then be created. And when creating a financial goal, there are, there are really two primary types of defined financial goals. Yet, there are other types of goals. And these two types of defined financial goals are what I call a quality versus quantity goal. A quantity goal might be to save, let's say, $1,000 per month toward vacation expenses and then go on four vacations per year on average. And this kind of goal is continuous. It works with a budget to accomplish a desired lifestyle. There's a timeline attached to this goal. There's really two. One is the month-to-month timeline of saving the money. And then the other is attached to a regular experience, which is a vacation every three months. A quality goal, on the other hand, might be to save a certain amount of money. Let's say $15,000 is the projected cost to travel to the Cayman Islands on a particular cruise line. And there's not necessarily a fixed timeline attached to this goal as the timeline in achieving the goal, let's say it's $1,000 per month and just like the last example that we're able to set aside for vacations would take approximately 15 months. But if it took longer to achieve that goal, then that would be just fine. The timeline on the goal is somewhat secondary to the event. Or you could say the quality of the event is more important than the fixed timeline or lifestyle itself of going on consistent vacations. Although a timeline still exists, it's just not as regular, as reoccurring, and maybe not necessarily as important as a quality goal. Another way of looking at a quality goal is maybe once you achieve a certain goal, maybe to get out of debt altogether, then we'll start saving for that particular, let's call it Cayman Island vacation. And then another type of goal is an ideal goal. Now, this isn't necessarily a defined financial goal to direct savings per se, but an ideal goal is one that is more or less shaped by the entire direction of how you want to live your life. It's likely more attributable to a legacy goal or to a values goal. An example of an ideal goal 
might be related to spending time with family or contributing or volunteering to work with charitable organizations or even just creating a simple and easy transfer of inheritance to the next generation. In the old days, and many financial planners still operate this way in financial planning, goals were just a formula of time times money times rate of return and then outspits a dollar figure and that's our goal. Let's save enough money to hit that dollar figure and then that would support some desired income that we might have for retirement in number of years away. And goals that have a certain dollar amount in particular accounts are okay as measurements, but these kind of goals don't really provide significant and material utility. Now, these goals can be a very helpful exercise but really for someone nearing retirement. And it's not as useful for those with a longer time horizon in their working lives. There are just too many variables to time times money times rate of return. And some of these variables are inflation and cost of living, market returns, unexpected occurrences, and changes in laws that affect taxes, both income taxes and estate planning taxes. And this kind of goal setting, it's not completely erroneous or invaluable, but it's just not ultra valuable to maybe someone in their 30s or 40s. It can help begin conversations about hypothetical savings, such as You need to save $2,000 per month for 20 years, and if we get around 7% rate of return, then we could reasonably expect to have about a million dollars in the account. And so that's really good information to have on hand, but it's really just a thought experiment, and there's nothing really set into motion other than You know if you save $2,000 a month in 20 years, you may have about a million dollars if the markets return what you want them to return. So having an account balance visualization goal saying I want a million dollars in the account and that's my goal is okay, but once that goal is achieved, your life really probably isn't going to be any better off than it was before as money for money itself isn't really a worthy goal for many individuals. So it's important to frame money in the right way. And again, for most of us, money is really just a tool, not necessarily an objective. Money helps us improve our lives. It allows us to purchase things that hopefully add value to our lives, as well as purchase experiences that will, in turn, result in positive memories. So I personally really like it when our financial goals use this kind of framing. The dollar amount in the accounts 
isn't the motivator of the goal. The experience, the event, or the life stage, such as retirement, that is the motivator to the goal. It is why. Why do you want to do this in life? Not what amount of money do you want to accumulate? And speaking of retirement, retirement is by far the most popular financial goal, but retirement is such a vague word. So when setting a retirement goal, an age or date is a good timeline to have, but with the understanding that it's not necessarily set in stone, it can certainly be changed. There are events such as health events that could force us to retire early, or we might choose to work longer for a myriad of reasons. And when setting a retirement goal, you should consider what retirement means to you. Is retirement not working in any capacity? Is it a second career? Some people might be retiring from something, And some people might be retiring to something. So understanding your idea of retirement is a massively important part of the retirement goal itself. Retirement as an event won't occur as you dream it up in your 30s or 40s, but understanding some basic preferences might be helpful to provide clarity when that time actually comes. And the clearer the goal, typically the easier the transition, and typically the more fulfilling the goal for the most part. Financial goals aren't just random decisions that we make because they sound good or we're supposed to make them. Financial goals are born out of meaningful conversations, and finding our own preferences and ideal lives. Now remember, don't rush a goal. If you don't have a goal now, chat about it with your spouse, the people you trust and care about, chat about it with your advisors. Now, we have one life, and money is just one of the many tools available to us to help fill that life with meaning. Thank you for listening. I'm Paul Morton with M-Advisor. M-Advisor helps physicians with their financial planning. Visit m-advisor.com for more content and more information. Thanks again for listening to the M-Advisor podcast.